スロットドーンシュー What's up everybody? Show Show Friday, how's it going? How you doing, Pat? How's it going, people? How's it going, peeps? How's it going, everybody? How's it going? It's like Mission Impossible. Dan's like typing an article and he's like, publish, publish. You know, you know when you those old movies in the 90s where you put the floppy disk in and it's like copying the file and somebody's coming with a with an Uzi to like end you and you're just like, it's almost copied. Then you eject it. Seconds to go. Install the virus. Install the virus. Need to get Dave on that good the de-stress pills. Get him on some Zoloft. Wow. I mean, it's, yeah, like, it's crazy. Like, there's all these little <laughs> digital buttons that ha and levers that have to be pulled yeah. to make this thing go. So he's the tech dude. Doing it at the Not very last minute is living dangerously, <laughs> but it's okay. Hey, I like to live dangerously. I'm Sorry. Just... Yeah, I, I had stuff I was doing uh, with uh, my real job today uh, for a while. And then yeah, we got yeah. Um, yeah, sure. I had a little time where I could have started writing my story earlier i was just lazy so i'm sorry and then you, I, was like, um, okay, I got a crank no out. it's fine it's fine up, so what we need is, what we need is like a space for you to have like your like a closet i don't know something where you're like it's like a little studio yeah, setup yeah. i like that like, let's lock it let's well, lock in the closet and force them to no it wasn't like the, well the problem wasn't me like getting set up like i said it took five minutes it's just right. um it was me yeah. not being able to be here mm in the chair set for up, you yeah. to set me up because true, i was yeah. busy upstairs trying to get the article published so that, that was all that but was, you got it you right know, like, you got it published what? you got oh, it yeah, published, right there. yeah, yeah okay let me refresh this one up on the website so hey there it is check it out or oh, they even got a banner too it. damn yeah nice. yeah i did a really simple crappy banner with a black background sorry hey, that works better than nothing i guess that works so I'm happy yeah, with so that. We gotta, we got to lay the blame where the blame is due. OBS is freaking garbage. Laying let's, blame. Let's be really oh my god, OBS OBS easier. is garbage. So, I went ahead and added there's more patrons, right? So I went ahead and added those names mm -hmm. to the credits file, right? The text file. Mm -hmm. And then OBS cuts off. So it like gets it gets through the patrons and it gets through half of our Shiro shouts and then mm -hmm. just cuts off. This is a new Wonderful. funny, fun little bug. And, I, and you can type it into the text field or you can use a text file. Either way, it just doesn't want to do like the full credit sequence. So I basically had to get rid of our Shiro shouts and just do like the, the production credits at the end. So I got all of the patron people on there and I got our production credits, but I had to get rid of the Shiro shouts because it's just until I can figure out OBS. So I don't know. Yeah, then again, see that. What yeah. do you what do you want from a free broadcasting software, right? <laughs> you know, like I guess I'm sure that the people that work at news stations and stuff, you've seen the bloopers, you know, the blooper reels and stuff. I'm sure they're they have their own. I mean, I'm not wearing pants right now, so. <laughs> oh, why? OBS often know. barely streams. <laughs> yeah, Scotty Mo, that is perfect. Often barely streams. Uh, I'll pay for a software that doesn't suck, but you know, everyone wants multi subscriptions for stuff like. Adobe wants monthly. I can't buy like I love buying the Adobe stuff straight out because I totally bought it all yeah. the time. I never did anything <laughs> illegal. But yeah, uh, I like buying it straight out. But I don't. What I don't like is paying a subscription fee for it. That's not. That's a no no. I don't oh yeah, pay, for sure. I don't pay that much money a month. I'd rather have it once, and that's it. How about overly this... borked software, or I don't know. Every time, yeah, like every time it goes. Do you want to update? I'm like. 
do I roll the dice, you know, and not have Shiro show work? <laughs> no. Yeah, really. OBS stands for only bullshit. The S word. As if, so. as if we don't have enough, uh, as if we don't have enough technical difficulties already, without you know adding to that. So my favorite, my favorite thing though. Hey, hey guys, here's a fun thing you can do at home. If you use OBS, hit Control Z and watch what happens. Oh, don't do it's it. It's a funny thing. Don't do it's it. It's a funny little trick. It's an Easter egg. Yeah, it, yeah. It's fun. I will it say just completely. Yeah. Works your set. It does just not. Do that. It's funny. It does not work like Control Z should work. <laughs> like you think. You, you, we've been trained to think that Control Z means undo, but in OBS it means shuffle, <laughs> and it's like shuffle everything just, just all make, around. Yeah, just make the set awful. Just yeah, completely so. bork everything. Yeah. But who thought that was a good idea? Uh, Somebody's never used a PC before. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I'm worried though. I can't. We can't even update it because every time it's an update, it's a roll of a dice. What's yeah. gonna break this time? What piece of set do we have to redesign now? Mm -hmm. So it's a roll of a dice when we do it so that's why we don't like updating because then you never again it's gonna mess up this then time. again how much easier would it be if we were all just sitting behind a desk together or on a couch together with one camera single scene right like what we're doing is actually like shouldn't be possible right so what we're doing is pretty janky actually uh, when you think about nobody else does it, no, it, the I mean, illusion nobody, works. Nobody, you know, it nobody like even tries. Oh, I lost my arms. Never mind. Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah, you, 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 I know. We need to. <laughs> Darn it! Uh, what did I do? I, I moved the whole camera scene. No, but we need to get you uh, like landscape so that you can uh, you have your arms there because. Uh, yeah, that would be good. I can reach over into your space, but you can't reach into mine. Well, I'm oh, landscaping. No, Pat, Pat cut gets cut off. off. Well, let's. You slice my arm right off. I'll sh I'll well, take I'm your gone. whole body you out. <laughs> no, I'm this is. Forever. You want to see how the sausage is made? I'll show folks I'll, I'll uh, over here. That's that's the man behind the curtain over there. See, it cuts off. Even yeah. if I, there you go. So that's you. What Maybe. you guys need is oh, a bigger it's, it's, scene. It's on my end. Yeah, it's, it's on, on your my end. end here. Yeah. I need to fix that. I I can increase my arm. Like guys, watch it with the magic. Of anime on my side, I could do that. I'm really interested to see, see what can... you what you're doing here. What what are you doing, Pat? I'm increasing my arm length. You need to cut the, the see. My okay. arm's loading, guys. It's a loading mechanism. That's it. That's uh, all you get. There's not much there. That, there's my not much loading. there. You look like a veteran. You so you need to uncut <laughs> it off. You cut it off. <laughs> no, I'm, my arm is loading what? in. It's the the, the algorithms are all working. Right, you fine. See the, See, okay, it's, fine. It load, it's loading my arm in. See, it's like I'm on dial-up with this arm thing. Are you for real? Like, it is, are you doing this, or yep. is it actually loading you in? It's. I'm hitting. No, I'm hitting the crop button. It's. I'm cropping my arm. Okay. Okay. I just think it's funny. It's like my arm's downloading into the mainframe. Oh my it's god! Like everybody, set, guys. everybody who just happens to be listening to this on the back end, you know, is has no idea what's going on. No. Oh, sorry, I, 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 I promise you, now. folks. Sorry. I promise you folks that it's entertaining <laughs> to watch. <laughs> there we go. Now my arm. Okay, you can cut the rest of it off. This is as much as I can do. There we go. There we go. Now that I works. can pat da Dan on the back. I can. You got some well, weird. There you go. You got there some go. weird like glitchy pixel yeah, thing going on. on over here. Yeah, I don't know. That could yeah. actually be. That could actually be Dan's camera. I don't know. Dan. Dan. Dan's camera. Dan. Dan, my Dan. camera's Dan creating Dan. glitchiness. No, I don't know. Or is rubbing his hmm. back. Let me get. Let me get you there, Dan. I got you. There you Scratch go. that back a little bit. Thanks. I feel much better. Anyway, yeah. 
Wow. Any updates? That's honestly loading line by line like a Spectrum 128. You guys want to see something? We're running this off a Spectrum. I got something. I got something. Do you ever pick up something that you totally don't need? And you know you don't um, need it, but you get it anyway. <laughs> I did too. Let me actually get my thing too, but okay. I'll let you do yours first and I'll get mine. I'll let you whip it out. Yeah, I was taking pictures of all my <laughs> oh, unneeded damn, things in the light box. Oh, hey. Now, nice there's a, I, I need another Dreamcast like I need a hole in the head. Like, I've, I've already got enough of these. I've already got... But this is a launch Dreamcast, okay? I'm surrounded by Dreamcast now. It's a launch, you can't see it on the podcast. It's but. a launch Dreamcast with games Dreamcast. for 80 bucks. And guess what? It, wow. the, the listing, it was an offer-up listing, and the listing said... The listing said barely used, and they weren't kidding. The darn thing is, like, whiter than teeth whitening. It's like this... Nice. this Unit is like incredible. Are you can... sure it wasn't yeah, just guys, like retro braided or something? No, I'm positive that I'm okay. positive that this thing is like no, I, I don't want to take it out. It's too convoluted. But no, yeah, it, it, it looks it looks amazing. None of my dreamcasts, uh none of my dreamcasts come anywhere close. How did that hey, happen, Pat? Did... Smile. So wait, Pat, did you seriously did did you seriously just pick this up? No, I, I picked this up like three years ago. Oh, okay, all right. No, sorry, five years ago. Let's see, I didn't get the memo on us all supposed to we, Yeah, we got Dreamcast. Cast. You didn't get one either, Dan? This is, no. this is what we spend our Patreon money wow. on. We just oh, bought wow. Inbox Dreamcast for y'all. From y'all. This is ours. Thank you for the money. And now anyway. We have... No, I'm just joking. I've, my Dreamcast is... is upstairs. Yeah. Under a TV. <laughs> this is actually in the office, uh, in my office when I worked. Uh, at yeah. an office, I'm not going to specify to dox myself. But this was sitting in my office, and then uh, because of COVID, we pretty much moved online. So they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, you don't have an office anymore. But, uh, yeah, get, go get your stuff. So this was sitting in an office barren for, like, three years. Really? So yeah, mine... there's nobody there. My playable... I mean, the one that I daily drive is just down here, like, just down there in front of me. And it's uh, it's a little yellow. It's not like cigarette smoke yellow, but it's, it's you know, it's uniformly, it's uniformly beige. Let's just put it's it that uniformly way. cigarette. <laughs> and, uh, and it has a, it has a mode in it, and I love the darn thing. But uh, I don't think I'm going to mess with this one that's in box. I think I'm just going to leave that as, like, my backup emergency Dreamcast or whatever. But, yeah, so... Well, my pickup this past week, which was also it's partially my turn, Dan. Uh, you go next. Pudgy bunnies. I'm what? Oh, sorry. You can go. <laughs> no, no don't. Go. Don't let them stomp on you. <laughs> go ahead, Dan. Uh, you know. Uh, okay. So, um, I I don't have it with me for show and tell. I I didn't bring it over here, but uh, I got a little Nendoroid figure of the Sega Saturn like anthropomorphized girl, which I did post a few photos. Uh, or in Bunny Pudgy Bunny posted a few photos in our uh, Shiro Discord, so you can. Uh, check it out there, mm -hmm. but uh, she's pretty cool, and uh, I really like that she comes with her own little Sega Saturn controller that you can put in her hands, mm -hmm. and her own little tiny Sega Saturn that sets in front of her, mm -hmm. and you can give her like a little face that looks like she's concentrating, or another face looks like she's getting all upset, probably because she just lost it Sega Rally. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's, Same. it's pretty cool. Awesome, cool. Does he have? Do you have yeah. like interchangeable faces, or is it just one little yes. face, face expression? Yeah, Nendoroids always come with multiple faces, um, like faceplates you can kind of swap out. Uh, so you can kind of have them, you know, maybe winking or looking angry or looking, you know, uh, cheeky or something, you know, whatever. So mm -hmm. that's uh, one of the fun things about Nendoroids is they come with different arms and accessories and faces and 
uh, whatnot, so you can kind of do all kinds of different poses. So, okay, yeah, they're pretty cool. cool. I got the Sega Saturn one. Nice. But, can you show it on the set? I want to see it. Uh, I cannot because I don't have it oh, yeah. on me. I would have to get up oh, okay. <laughs> to go grab it. Fair, fair. We'll, we'll ask Pudgy Bunny if she can deliver the goods. Uh, it, okay, that might be happening at the moment. Delivery service. Float in from yeah, Dave's side the... here. Here we, there go. we go. Okay, here we go. We're getting the goods. Oh, hey! Sega Saturn, Sean. Oh, that I is suppose. cool. Yeah, like put it Bring way up, up to the front. camera a little bit. Nice. Yeah, I, like her, I like her face. A little blurry. But yeah, that's the, we just kind of went with sort of a, uh, I guess she's sort of, um, she looks like she's concentrating. Uh, she did have like a happier <laughs> face. Like she's we, concentrating. Yeah, we went with the one where she's like, you know, or I'm going to do real good at playing Virtual Fighter. And then she gets uh, owned by whoever she's playing against. So, Maybe. oh, and here's the little uh, Sega Saturn that she comes with, the little tiny that's accessory. So, oh, cool. yeah, yeah, it's fun. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah very cool. Pat's so, making the American up. Psycho face. Like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> ooh nice. nice. I need to watch nice. that movie again. Yeah. Huey Lewis is, uh, <laughs> what, what did he he's say? Like, he's like, I don't really go for, I like their early stuff. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Try getting a reservation at Dorsey now, you son of a bitch. <laughs> or was it try to get Sonny Dorsey? I forgot what it said. Try reservation Dorsey. I forgot what he says at the end of it. But oh, I, 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 it was action. it was actually uh, it was actually Genesis that he was like bagging on their early stuff. He's like it was so esoteric, and he's like, but uh, I really like, uh, I really what, what was the album that he really liked? The Wayne one with the uh, Broadway? No, 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 no. Much later than that. Duke. He was like Duke. Duke Such a great really, album. That's, that's a hot take. <laughs> yeah, that is a hot take. No, but in the eighties, it wasn't a hot take because everybody was like all about the the more pop stuff that they were doing. Uh, Duke and on actually, but Duke has some great uh, great songs on it. Arguably, uh, "Turn It On" is really really good. Uh, and also, uh, oh, what, what was that other song? It's the it's the first track off of Duke. It's incredible. So actually, that's a pretty good album. That's that's when they that's the album I would say that is the turning point where they became not uh, so not Dave, uh, yeah what what you're saying that you agree with the crazy murderer i think i am his well, no, opinions no okay. I'm, I'm just saying just that it's a good clear. i agree that it's a good album i don't agree mm. that their earlier stuff is bad you know i absolutely oh, love early genesis yeah broadway is their best album and nobody can argue that with me ever because um, if they do they're dumb selling england by Dave? the pound selling england by the pound or foxtrot mm. either one of those foxtrot's good but i like I, the thing is that the the, the concept album sells me on it well, like, no, I the, the Lamb Lies Down on Broadway is phenomenal, but it's, again, wasn't it the last album that uh, Peter, Peter Gabriel, Gabriel was on? Did. Yeah, and it by was. that time they were fighting and stuff like that. I, I feel like there was, like, this bad synergy or whatever. I, I, I mean, bad the same juju. thing with Roger Waters. Yeah. I mean, The Wall, that was, like, the, the second to last album he released with uh, Pink Floyd mm -hmm. before mm -hmm. the final cut, which I don't count as an album because it's absolute garbage. Like, you can feel that. You can feel the discourse, it, even in Beatles, uh, in, like... Uh, what is it, Revolver? Or uh, what, would, what would be the album where they were just really like at each other's throats? Not A white album. The white, white album, album is very disjointed. Oh, but that's still a great album. Even their bad well, albums yeah, no, are the great. Thing, <laughs> yeah, the that so, welcome to Shiro Music Chat. Yeah, welcome to Music Stream. Oh, it's oh, on yeah, RoboDate. Here's my... Here's my uh, oh, someone mentioned Eva figure. I got the Oscar, but maybe I got to get oh, some nice. different Oscars. You got to get that. Oscars. So, yeah, Hopefully money. I'm not a robot now. 
Thanks, Scotty. You sound Mom. good. Okay. You sound good. Uh, yeah, Pat, you need to buy that uh, that Ray figure with the long hair. Uh, she looks super cool. That was posted in chat the other day. You know, I'm not a big Ray. Go with Oscar. But but I mean, oh, the long hair older, looks yeah. cool though. Does she have the suit, the white suit, like from the three point one movie? I think she did. Yeah, it was like the three, the three point zero plus. Yeah. Scully, Scully etc is like. When do they talk about Saturn? Uh, we talk about Saturn when we talk about Saturn, son. <laughs> so just so, just so folks understand, just so folks understand, we have four shows. We have the mainline podcast, which is just all Saturn every day. Saturn, Saturn, Saturn. Then we have Editor's Corner, which is Saturn and adjacent Saturn topics. Uh, then we have the interview archive where we're interviewing like industry professionals and stuff. And then we have Shiro show, which is literally just shooting the shit about whatever, plus and a little news. bit of Saturn and news and stuff thrown in. So yeah. Uh, if, well, I if hope folks we get to just, the Saturn news. We've oh, got we'll a get lot there. of it this week. We'll get there. I've actually did, we actually okay. decided to skip it this week. So <laughs> oh, okay. well, we can just right. get right into no. it if you want. Uh, I, I got one more update though. Okay. One, one more, more update. Oh, okay. I didn't get to my thing. So I, uh, I, somebody sent me, I remember I posted a thing about animated cells from, from Soccer Wars and they're asking like $500 for like a, uh, a, a Iris one. So some oh, fan yeah, uh, messaged yeah, yeah. me on, on face, on Facebook saying, Hey, they got these cells, uh, on eBay of her for pretty cheap. And I was like, how much is like, uh, like 100. So that is I, saw cheap. An, I saw an Yahoo auctions and I picked it up and I got, uh, you got, uh, oh, I got a better, it's oh cute. God, it's okay. That's right. Hold on a second. Yeah, Hold a, on. Here, I'm gonna move it back, and I can. Fix no, it it's cool. I can I can fix it for you for just nice. a second here. Check yeah, it out. Like that. There we go. Yeah. See, I got the. Oh, it's so bright. I'll put it like this. Favorite it's character, a, of course, Iris. It's, it's, yeah, it's it's the it's a self Iris from the OVA. So yeah. It's actually like a what? So basically, the way that cells work is they take a picture of it. Mm -hmm. They take a picture of the image, and this is what was on screen. So mm -hmm. I have a piece of Soccer Wars history. Is this was. What they took a picture of. So when you watch, uh, when you watch the OVA and you see her doing this pose, that's actually that pretty is, cool. Uh, that actually yeah, is this cool. shot that I own in my hand, and that yeah. is mine. Yeah, and a hundred, so and that's pretty... not bad at all for for animation frames. Those things go for crazy prices. Mm. Yeah, so I'm really happy I got it. Uh, thank you, shout out uh, the dude on the anime cell collectors for posting that. I love, uh, I love Soccer Wars. So, and Iris is my favorite character. So. Thank you. I'm gonna get a proper frame for that, and I will, uh, I will put that on the wall and put that in the Soccer Wars collection mm -hmm. next to the Dreamcast. Uh, <laughs> Half the curator of fine art. Exactly. Shh. Let's talk yeah, about uh, Gex, baby. Oh, you know what? I was gonna say, uh, Memphis just reminded me. All of those Gex jokes that we told on the podcast were yeah. not were not our ideas. <laughs> But I promise you, you, you I was just reading. I was so I was just going through what was it? I was just going through like an old Game Pro issue, and there was a Gex article, mm -hmm. and they had all of those like Gexual healing. They had all of these like uh, all of these innuendo jokes, I, jokes. I and I was brain. like, okay, so folks were making those jokes back in the or back in the nineties. Just, to, but I promise you, we we had the same idea, completely independent of that article. We don't steal jokes unless it's from uh, Mega sixty four. In which case, I guess I it just really makes sense to make sexual jokes about Gex. I think is what it is. I mean, I mean when, when you have something that rhymes with sex, we right? should come up with new ones. Like, what can we think of? Uh, sexual chocolate. Uh, sorry, gexual chocolate. Um, oh God. We need a couple of new ones. Um, uh, was it smoking after gex? Um, 
Let's see. What else we got? Uh, uh, Uncensored Gex. Um, everyone in the chat, you can go help out. Just put in the thing. I want to get you up. I'm not touching up, this yeah. one, Pat. <laughs> that's what happens. Uh, that's what happens. Gex Pistol. I like that one. Oh, yeah. Gex the Gex is a Texas pistols. drought. Oh, Gexual Predator. Gexual Predator. Oh, God, no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I forgot to shout everybody in the chat. Gex uh, We got Pudgy. Oh. We got sh sh uh, Pudgy Bunny. Shadow Mask. Sega Guys. Oh, James is here. Sega Guys. Okay, Scotty Moe, Tom Fum, Stuart Stapleton, Dan, of course, <laughs> sitting right next to me, D David Zaney, Derek Pascarella. <laughs> What what what? Gexploitation. Gexploitation. No, B Husker. Scotty no. Moe's funny. B Husker. George Howe. Neil Henderson. Shouts to everybody here. Slow Coin I, I, is I like here. Some, I like some huge ass. Sega Steve I, I is here. Huge ass. I, I love uh, I, I love uh, some Gex with some huge ass. Uh, but anyways. Uh, oh, yes. let's see no. here. Well, this is getting pretty bad. This is, this is getting pretty bad. It's been chat. bad from the start. Hey everybody! Well, everybody, give us a thumbs up if you if you have a second. Just give us a thumbs up on the on the stream, and uh, if you have a second second, then share it out on social media. That helps get, us get, get, get exploitation. Get, get registered gex offender. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I want to read that one. Statutory gex. Oh like my god! I'm bringing gexy, gexy back. back. Yeah. 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 Um, okay, let's get into the news. This is okay. terrible. Okay, no, but it's, I really do love Gex. It's a great game. Show. It's a. Thankfully, it's a, there's no news about Gex. So there is no news about Gex. The Gex segment. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, we can't have hot, steamy Gex this podcast. This the uh, episode. Well, I guess it's a podcast technically, but you know. I That's mean, the thing. I don't right know. Is this a pod? I guess it's a podcast. Once you upload it to Podbean, it yeah. is officially right, a right podcast. Now, so, so here's the, the, mind, the mind thing. So right now, as you're watching right now, live, it's not a podcast. It's a show. But once, it, once you're listening to it now on the podcast, this is a podcast. But not now, but now. Later, now, but it'll be now, now for, for whenever you have Now for the future, but not now for the thing. So when you listen to it now, and it's not uh, Friday, August 4th, then... It's then, but now it's now. Oh my gosh. Have you guys used the new app run by Elon Musk called Gex? It would actually be much better if they called it Gex than just X. It'd be a more unique name, Gex at least. Gex with an X? Yeah. And then, uh, one of my favorite albums by... Uh, have you guys ever listened to... Uh, something's going called? on with your curtain, Pat. I'm just going to... Just do that, yeah. I'm just, just going to fix it. Right what there. did you do? What did you I just do? I cut it off. No, Cut you. Phone, fix my okay, I'm I'm fixing it on my end. This is there this is perfect. Sorry about that. Yeah, this is We're the most good. unprofessional show shenanigans that we've ever run. My arms. It's okay. Gone. All right. Um. Anyway, ain't nobody got time to run a professional show. Uh. So okay. So Gex news. Gonna give it to you. What is our first uh, news topic? First Was it the Saturn the, switcher? Uh, yeah, no, the Saturn cool switcher translated. That's right, because no. that's after Sam? no, because. Saturn Switchers yeah. first, because that was posted on Monday. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. Okay, so this is an update to the Saturn Switcher, which already existed. <clears throat> it's like a uh, no, pin. it's not an update. It's just okay. uh, it's a new batch. Is it gone already? Um, no. Uh, well, I checked right at the beginning of the show, and there were still three left. Three um, left. Yeah. So the Saturn Switcher, uh, for those who don't know, is a little. Um, device that you can buy from Will's console modifications mm -hmm. to um, 
hook your uh, Fenrir ODE into your Saturn without having it replace your CD-ROM drive. Right. So you can keep your CD-ROM drive, still be able to play discs with your Saturn, but also have the Fenrir. Um, you, it's There's an installation video. I think I linked it in the story maybe not it, it's it's out there but it, you have to kind of like put the fenrir inside the housing of the saturn in kind of a weird spot and then the saturn switcher kind of goes in the vcd slot where like a satiator would go satiator mm-hmm. um and that's where your sd card access will be it has its own sd card slot uh back okay. there um so anyway uh the saturn switcher there are two different versions depending on what kind of Saturn you have, whether your Saturn connects its CD-ROM drive through 20 pins or 21 pins. And there used to be two different versions of the Fenrir for those two different numbers of pins as well. Of course, now there's a Fenrir Duo that can handle both numbers of pins. Um, And when that Duo came out last year, I guess uh, Will thought no one would want switchers anymore, but I think enough people bought the Fenrir before the the Duo came out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the original one of the original two models of the Fenrir that mm-hmm. uh, they still wanted switchers. I mean, there's still demand out there, um, right. and he he says as much. He's like, you know, due to demand, this uh, this um, discontinued device is getting a new batch. So he made 45 more of the 20 pin kits hmm. and put them on sale uh, this past week on Monday, and um, there was a ton of demand. In the first two minutes, <laughs> the first two minutes, they sold like half half of the stock, um, yeah. and by uh, within like twenty four hours, I think they had sold all but six of them or something. And mm-hmm. now, several days later, uh, there's still three left. So I guess he close to judged, uh, you know, the demand there. He, he made forty five, and seems like forty two people were willing to buy one within mm-hmm. that first week. So yeah. yeah, if anybody out there still wants one, and and you know uh, maybe this isn't true if you're listening to this in the future in the podcast. Of course, the future is now for you. But anyway, now. yeah, you're right. We um, went through that already. Uh, yeah. You can check their website, which we link to in our story on the Shiro website, mm-hmm. uh, and um, and buy it from him. He sells it for. Let me bring it back up. Uh, was it 45 pounds? I think. Uh. I don't think I put it in the story, but yeah, it's Let at least forty-five see pounds. Let me see here, uh, British pounds. It is forty-five pounds. Whatever that's yeah, going to translate to in U.S. dollars or wherever euros. Probably. Yeah. So um, forty. So, so there you go. Fenrir. How much is Fenrir right now? Just curious. I think it's one hundred twenty for the duo. Like one hundred. Off the top of my head, one hundred twenty for the duo. Add another okay. forty-five for this. Because you could use this with the duo, right? Because the duo works with either. Yeah, I believe so. Right? I so guess. you could use this in 20 pin mode, baby. Okay, so essentially, yeah. you get you get like $120 Fenrir and you get this on top of it. Um, That's still cheaper than a satiator uh, for folks who want to kind of have the ODE and the, and the ability to do CDs and have your VCD right. card slot. Uh, empty, you know, if you want to do MPEG games, which there's just a couple, but you know, so arguably this is uh, a lot of bang for your buck. Fifty-seven dollars okay. is forty-five euros oh, okay. or okay. Uh, pounds. So okay. yeah, fifty-seven plus was like hundred twenty. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, about one hundred seventy, hundred eighty bucks. Right. So and David Zaney says I've been thinking about a mode. I mean the mode the mode works great too. Um, 
with that your vcd card is still free so you could do uh you know vcd card game you know mpeg games but then you really do not have a cd drive so i mean again if you have a broken sat if you just buy like a cheap broken saturn uh and you you know polish it up and everything like that and put a mode in there the mode is pretty expensive too right like the, the fenrir is definitely the the most economic option i think at this point right yeah it's, it's yeah. economical but there's quite a bit of issues honestly this is gonna sound no i was gonna ask you that i was gonna ask you like what are the what are the things that folks should be aware of if they're gonna jump in on the fenrir side uh, uh the the software the the controls that the uh the uh the menu for that mm -hmm. it's pretty bad like for some reason it'll, it'll just be blank for no reason mm -hmm. um it'll just be blank then you have to like hit a button and reset it a couple times or like turn off it on the saturn uh some peripherals peripherals do not really really work well with it so if you like put in your twin stick it'll like go through different boot options controllers this is not just true uh, for you this picky. is like other people have had that reported these same issues at least for me i know that uh that i think uh i think knight said he had some issues like that as well Although there um, is a really close cooperation with Fenrir and the pseudo Saturn project, right? Like the Kai project. I'm actually not too familiar with that. I'm not sure to be honest with you. I believe the yeah pseudo Kai. Uh, so of course you could always just get a cart right and burn discs, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah. I believe pseudo Kai also has some tie-in support for Fenrir. You know, for being able to like do cheats and yeah. stuff like that, and um bunch of other stuff i i i honestly can't say i know like private eye would know of course um and folks who are like really into deep into this the fenrir side could probably drop comments here but, i, I um, do want to do want to point out that uh i also the, i think one of my issues might be that i'm using a card formatted for to work with the uh, satiator which oh. i don't think would be an issue but maybe it's maybe there's an issue with that but like I like the fact that it's like that, and it works like it with it. It just has mm -hmm. those little issues. But mm -hmm. I like I switch between both of them. I don't want to buy dedicated SD cards for both of them right now. Mm -hmm. So maybe it might work on a better format SD card. But like yeah. right now, I'm kind of I'm kind of to thinking toying with the idea of swapping swapping the uh, putting the drive back in and putting the Fenrir on my white Saturn because I like the video output on the gray Saturn better with the right. with the mode. So it's it's an option I'm considering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I honestly uh, I just oh go ahead. Trying to run the, the math in my head again real quick. Yeah, it is about hundred twenty dollars uh US dollars for the Fenrir Duo and it's about sixty for the switcher, so that would come to hundred eighty dollars. Um, right. before shipping there might be some shipping costs um and i will say that the switcher does involve uh, a little bit of work to get it all set up i think right um yeah I, I there might be some soldering required there's certainly some plugging in and like and one... opening up your console and yeah kind of yeah kind of uh getting wires through tight spaces <laughs> so, i would say um, yeah i would say the thing that folks need to be careful about the most is not ruining the ribbon cables be very careful yeah. about when you're attaching uh, them. Yeah. I think there might be one soldering point, which is not a big deal. Um, but you do need a soldering iron and enough confidence to use it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So which isn't nothing for some people. Um, and, Jan and the satiator yeah. is plug and play and costs $260. So, right. uh, you know, that's yeah, 80, I mean, 80 more bucks. Wait, then there's shipping too, right? Because it's $250. Yeah. Wasn't it $250 and then shipping? Well, they're 
shipping costs for the other two things as well. Sure, that's true. But again, it just puts for. satiator. Satiator is definitely like if you need that, if you if you absolutely need to be able to use it in any Saturn, you know. And again, like I said, I can't, I can't, I cannot overstate how important that was for us at a at a convention. But for like people who are just like gonna set it and forget it, daily drive kind of thing, um, might not be worth it you know might be worth it to get a fender what i can say is there are issues with every single ode okay uh fender mode and satiator i've had issues with all of them i like them all uh the satiator every once in a while just decides to not reboot for me you know like and then i have to like yeah sometimes it'll go to the multiplayer yeah yeah, i'll I'll go i'll try i'll have to reboot again or maybe it'll do like a black screen or something like that i'm sure that it all really comes down to the sd card I'm sure that it all really comes down to because think it's about very sensitive. Think about the possibility the, for failure when you when you're when you unplug the SD card, put it into your computer, copy something over to it, and you put it back in, right? Like there there are several opportunities for failure there, or for uh, variables for like not good contact or whatever, you know. So, right. um, but either either way, you're going to experience issues on all of them. But I, I'm impressed with all of them. Honestly, the mode was. The mode was great for commercial games. Um, I only had problems with uh, with homebrew stuff, really. Um, but the mode, I'm the one. With the, I was the one that had issues. Dave didn't. I don't think he did. Dave had issues with what? He said he had issues with the friend rear. No, 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 no. I haven't had issues with the friend rear. I say that, that was me that had the issues. That so was yeah. Wait, hold on. Interesting. What issues you had with the friend rear? Yeah. So it was Pat that had issues with the friend rear. Um, and again, it wasn't like you weren't able to use it, right? It was just like no, little th- yeah, little it, things it, it here and was, there. Yeah, honestly, to be honest, if I had to pick the one that I had zero issues with after everything set up is the fen- is the is the Rea. Like the Rea, like nothing for nothing. Even though you have to get a weird format for it, even though you have to format the files weirdly, it worked all the time. And even like uh, even like with the homebrew, I had no issues with it. Like everyone, I remember, yeah. I think you were doing the mode and had issues with it. Um, mm-hmm. And like I was the only one that wasn't into running into any issues on the Raya, so yeah. it was like it worked perfectly. So if you want like if the setup is annoying, but like if you want something that's going to be the best and right. support everything, mm-hmm. I definitely would recommend getting a Raya or Phoebe if you really wow. want that. Situation. If you can, <laughs> I would. I wasn't even like I, I wouldn't even recommend that anymore just because I don't think that they're readily available. For for yeah, um, but yeah. actually like an after I'm just saying one, like I think. yeah I mean if you could pick it up on yeah. eBay or something like that then that's great but uh I mean I think I do wholeheartedly recommend the Fenrir just because of the price because of the fact that it has the Wi-Fi support um because well, of all it's coming i don't think it has wi-fi support oh, it ha- working it, just yet does it? it's there it, it, what i'm saying is okay. no 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 no. yeah that it hasn't it's just it has to be turned on basically it has to code yeah, it right it's but coming. it's an esp32 like that the ability is there whereas it is not on the satiator you know what i mean yeah like, they're, they're gonna have to put out a hardware revision not just a software revision you know so it's like right. with the and, with the fenrir you and, have that that p- potential there from the get-go yeah you know? and to be fair like you don't need the saturn switcher with a fender you could if you're totally okay with not right. using discs anymore which you really won't need to anymore with a fender yeah uh technically um yeah. you can just put your fender in there and go and yeah like so my, that is still the cheapest option my daily driver saturn has a raw an old rob webb uh chip in it um and i was burning discs and playing cdrs for years and it just died last year like i don't it was it was only like six months ago or actually it's been a little longer it was right before it was right before prge last year it just crapped out on me and stopped working and now it won't even read uh commercial discs so i was like okay it's a good thing i have the satiator so if you're in a if you're in a boat like that then i would say ode all the way 
it's not it's not going to make any difference if you have your CD drive still. But if you do have a good working CD drive and you want to be able to you know play repros or you want to be able to I don't know uh, play Just use your original discs use your original discs yep. for whatever reason you know then there you go. Um, you can either go with the Fender and the Saturn switcher or pay a little bit more and get the Satiator. But you're always you're always compromising something, you know. With this, with Satiator, you're compromising. Uh, you can't play Lunar MPEG, right? Uh, what else, what yeah, else are you missing? Games. And and then there's you know a, a patched version with English for Lunar that uh, kind of redoes the videos to where they're just as good as the MPEG versions of them. Oh, that's true. Uh, yeah, so you're not even no. really missing out. No, that you're was, missing nothing. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, we didn't really get, I didn't mean to get into an ODE talk, but I always feel like I take it for granted that new people are coming to the show that are just getting into Saturn and they may not know all of the options that are out there. Um, yeah, we just so, had someone come into the Discord chat today asking about, you know, what cartridge can I use to play CDRs and have RAM and save to save memory, you know, right. which is basically those eBay yeah. carts that have PSK Pseudo Center and Kai already loaded onto them with like a right. switch on top. I yeah. have one of those. Exactly. They used to be red. They're black now, apparently. Then there's the Saturn Gamers Rare. cart. You've got the Saturn yeah. Gamers cart, which you have to go to a special website. You have to order it through email. But you get all of that functionality of a full-blown Kai cart, but you also get the ability to back up all your saves onto SD card. And, and very you can, few of them are sold, though. <laughs> They're kind of like a Phoebe and Array. It's like they get sold once in a blue moon. That's true, too. That's true, too. But, I mean, if you can get your hands on one of those, it's amazing to be able to use those for... Um, what is it? That, that, uh, that shoot 'em up collection where you can, like, make your own schmucks? Yeah, Dozemon, uh, Dazemon, like yeah, Dazemon yeah, too, yeah, and Dezimon. I mean, because the cool thing with that is there's a bunch of really awesome shmups that have been made by people um, over the past few decades that um, take up a lot of memory, right? And you can put those on the SD card and use them with that cart. So um, technically, you can do that with a Satiator as well, um, but it only works with like really small games for Dazemon too. You can't, or sorry, you can do that. Technically, you can do that with the backup RAM cart, the OEM RAM backup RAM cart. Uh, you can put uh, Desmond 2 games on there, but you can't fit much, you know, because those games are huge. You really need, like, an SD card to be able to do that, so. Yeah. Um, yeah but, I'm going to uh, just skim yeah, right past Shiro show last. Okay, go ahead. I just want to say that somebody said the I believe that, I believe there's a, RAM, there's a ROM cart collection that you can get where it's, like, all three of them on one ROM cart. So if you want to pick that up, you can, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I okay, remember cool. seeing something like that, so it's an option. Okay. Cool, cool ton. Any, I'm just making sure we cover any uh, questions in the chat. Cart base ODE looks interesting. Um, the only thing that scares me about that is the <laughs> the way that you connect it to the Saturn. Those pins are so un <laughs> unreliable, you know? Um, Jane, yeah, I mean, on, it's a good point. Just, yeah, yeah, the Saru, the the Waska or the Saru cart uh, has a lot of potential there. Um, although, like uh, the cart slot is just doesn't instill confidence. And then, like I say, I was just trying to set up for Netlink the other day, and it booted into the Netlink menu, but I actually did not have a, a I, I couldn't dial out. I couldn't actually uh, initiate a dial sequence because one pin was off. I had to basically reseat the cart a couple of times and, and reboot the game several times until I could finally like dial out. So yeah. 
that just goes to show you, you could think that the cart is seated correctly. And if one pin is off, it could corrupt your data. Like it could, it could corrupt your save. Um, it would, it would ba basically write a save that is incomplete or just not able to be read back, you know, cause it's just corrupted mm -hmm. data because a, one pin was not connected. So that, that's the, that's the real risk of trying to do anything with that cart slot. And um, we talked to John. I think we're going to cover this, so I'll just shut up now and we can talk about it later. But anyway, cool, That's cool right. tune translated sure. by our own uh, Derek Pasquarella 18. Well, he's everybody's yeah, own, right? We, we all, we all love him. the guy Sorry. and call him our own. He, he is our. He's in the chat. I think, he is in the too, chat so right here. Is. Yes. Sorry, yep. you, you were here first, uh, Derek. So you're. So we you're get ours, you. So. <laughs> you're ours. Sorry about that. Uh, uh, fight us in court, uh, Dreamcast Junkyard. That's I right. Dare you. That's right. For a uh, for a Dreamcast loving dude, he sure hangs around the Saturn scene quite a bit. Exactly. Um, but he knows he knows where the truth lies. Here, I'll play this. Uh, I'll play this trailer while we talk about this. I'm just gonna mute it. Um, actually, no, I play the audio. I wonder if I'm gonna get a copyright strike for this. Don't worry, we will. I'm Derek. Whatsoever, so it's all good. So I love the art style of this game. Like it, it reminds me of like it's the same Jet Set Radio style. It looks like. Oh yeah, the cel shaded animation. Speaking of which, this month Bomb Bomber Cyberpunk's coming out August 18th. Yeah, spiritual successor to Jet Set Radio. I will be covering uh, that on the show once that drops, and I'll be playing it because I'm. For anybody listening in the podcast, Cool Cool, cool Tune is a Dreamcast game. Uh, it's like a rhythm. Uh, it's not a rhythm game, right? Uh, it technically is. It is. It, I would call it a rhythm. rhythm yeah, it's a okay. rhythm game for so sure. It's a okay. It's like so a story. It's, uh, it's like it looks, a story it looks driven. It's a Dreamcast game that Derek and, and a few others um, translated and put out a patch for uh, last week. I think it was now. Was, right. He dropped it Friday night. And it reminds uh, me of um, it reminds me of uh, of the of the 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 uh, Vocaloid games. The the vocal, yeah, like the Hatsune Miku stuff. Hatsune Miku stuff, yeah. Hatsune yeah, Miku. Kind of, yeah, like a precursor sorry. to that, that. Well, okay, so basically, what, what do I start first? He he started working on this a year ago. August 10th is when he announced it. So it's been a year, uh, almost, and, uh, you know, finally brought it to fruition with Neo Geo Pocket Link cable functionality, which is amazing. And you got the artwork on the VMU, and you got uh, you got widescreen mode he's, he's brought us. And, yeah, essentially, oh, and even a, a fix for PAL consoles uh, with SCART composite, uh, uh, basically fixing a sync issue on that. So, I mean, like, really, really... Spared no expense with this translation. Um, and uh, had a few folks helping him. Cargadin for the translation. Po uh, Popomoko. And then, of course, for editing was Cargadin. Popomoko. James Tochio, uh, a.k.a. GG Dreamcast. Um, Playtesting was Pokemoko, James Tochio. And then um, Derek, of course. And then UV for the graphics, I guess. Oh, and special thanks to Nanashi. I'm not sure what they did, but special thanks. Um, essentially, special this things. is a this is a dancing game, like a dancing rhythm game, and you you have like these flitzes, I guess. Isn't that isn't that what it is? Like a it's called like a flitz, where you're like d pulling off different like dance moves and stuff like that. And uh, you have like a little. It, it's almost like a 
what is that quick time quick time events you know like where but like yeah. a little a little meter comes in and then you have to press the button right at the right time and you're and you're basically doing like ddr type stuff with your fingers you know um but you got to press everything at the right time and it gets harder uh as you go along but there's a story as well you know and so that's part of the charm a lot of the charm in this is the music and the graphics but there's also like this story that adds extra charm which would be lost on a lot of english speakers and now you get the full package and, and from what derek says it's the story part is what kind of made me seize up a second when i was calling it uh a rhythm right. game it's like well it's kind of got you know well right a, a yeah story there too so it's like mm-hmm. you want to also call it sort of like a music adventure game or something i don't know yeah i, I, I mean like no quite like parappa had a story too kinda but i think this yeah. is a little bit more than than like I, parappa. And one of the one of the tsunimiku games um project diva x does have a little bit of a, a thin story to it as well so i mean i guess it's not unheard of yeah. with music games um i just wanted to mention real quick that derek did say in chat that nanashi did uh compression tools which saved oh, his life nice. lol oh okay <laughs> And didn't oh, maybe yeah. want to be credited or something because it's just a special thanks. But that's awesome. Okay, awesome, cool. And Nanashi also helped with uh, a couple previous Cotton games. Two. Cotton Two. Okay, yeah, Cotton, Cotton Two. two. Um, he he hacked in the translation, um, and I helped edit it. So, Excellent. Nice. Excellent. Oh, and this image right here with the cool cool tune and everything is also GG Dreamcasts. Uh, excellent photography skills. But yeah, no, this is insane. Uh, can't wait to take in GG Dreamcast images. Uh, right? <laughs> no, I used, I used an image of theirs uh, for for the because I needed to just, I just needed to get something out for that. Uh, what is it? The update on DreamPie. I was like, oh, here's a yeah. here's a top shot of the Dreamcast that I can put the DreamPie logo on top of or whatever. But and. It, I, I ended up changing the image and they were totally cool about it. They were really cool. They're like, oh, maybe you guys can use uh, my artwork for like a book or a magazine or whatever. So that's really cool. I'll be down. But yeah, I definitely didn't mean to like yoink someone's image. I just uh, found it shared on social media and didn't know that it was theirs. Um, but anyway. It's all good. It's I all good, do man. hope that I agree with James. I hope that Derek does Sega Gaga someday. That would be amazing. Yeah, I want to play some Sega Gaga. I thought somebody was working on Sega Gaga. I think there's a team. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. That's what working I, on that. I think we were talking about anymore. that a couple episodes ago, and somebody said somebody was working on it, but I, I haven't actually yeah. heard. I don't know who that yeah. is. Well, uh, if anybody wants to download the uh, cool, cool tune translation, um, we do have it linked in our article on the Shiro website. So Go check it out. It. Enjoy it. Uh, Thank Derek, a.k.a. A-Team, Derek Pasquale, a And his team. In our show. Yes. And his team, yep. Maybe they should just call it the A-Team. <laughs> or, no, wait. If you can yeah. find them, that you already can is. the A-Team. <laughs> now I just want to do an edit with, like, all the all the staff, like, on, like, all the scenes. Uh, who do we make Derek? Who do you think, Derek? Uh, I kind of want him to be Mad Murdoch because Mad Murdoch's the greatest character on that show. Watch, I'm going to make him... Is it Mad Murdock? Is that the one that uh, does Derek the Derek is peeking over your shoulder here. <laughs> I keep forgetting. If anybody knows who Mad Mur- he's the guy who plays Barkley on uh, on TNG as well. So that's why I always find it funny seeing him there because it's like he plays such a wimpy character in that show, and then he plays like an outrageous one in A Team. It's really funny. You should have dropped it on yeah. Wednesday though, Derek, and say on Wednesdays we play Pink. Pretty in Pink, and I'm I yeah. Watch that again. This. This little speech bubble looks like a sperm. I'm not going to lie. 
<laughs> but, no. But I think somebody <laughs> said that last time. I think somebody said that last time. They were like, whatever that is. <laughs> it's, uh, oh, God. Anyway, okay. So <laughs> moving right along. There's a uh, gex joke in there somewhere. There's a gex joke in there if somewhere. If you have enough gex, you can get, uh, you can get, uh, get that speech uh, bubble. Pink sperm, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, Pat and I sat down with John. Lineman of DF Retro, well, dig, of Digital Foundry and the DF Retro series to just talk games and uh, 32-bit console idiosyncrasies, weird rendering things. You know, just it's we didn't get too deep into the technical weeds. I would say it was more of an introductory cast because John said he was interested in doing more of these. So I'm, um, you know, folks definitely let us know if there are like specific things. Uh, that you'd like you us to ask us. him in like a round two, and you know we could we could get more technical uh, with the uh, with the questions for John in in terms of you know uh, what weird things consoles are doing and stuff like that because that's kind of like his uh, that's that's kind of his wheelhouse is is basically taking very deep looks at uh, the the skeletons behind games and like what what the systems are actually doing or what is impressive and why it's impressive. His road rash series uh, is coming soon. His doc on road rash is coming nice. soon and that's going to be great. And he has hinted to me, he has been doing a lot of research on uh, Gex on the original Gex. And he's uh, oh, yeah. share, shared some insight with me that, uh, that I should correct myself. I've been saying that uh, Gex looks better on the 3DO and it does it it does look better but it's not because of why i thought which is that the i thought that the 3do had like a a different color bit depth or whatever um <laughs> no it's actually because they changed the art assets they did some really yeah. weird like uh they did some really weird cranking to the art assets for the playstation and the saturn version to where they like bloomed all the whites and crushed all the blacks and made and got rid of the dithering and just it the detail is lost like a lot of the art assets yes the game has a bet it has more contrast and it maybe like pops a little bit more um and i'm not sure maybe they did that for crts or whatever but it told me it looks terrible like gex on the 3do is as good as it gets in terms of like uh visuals but it's ter- in terms of performance in terms of performance you definitely get a boost in performance from the PlayStation and the Saturn versions and you get uh, better control on the Saturn at least controller on the PlayStation yeah. sucks but, <laughs> but and I'm not gonna, but I mean yeah so so, so and you lose saves cuz on on the Saturn and uh on the Saturn and PlayStation passwords. they just opted for passwords which John yeah. said he was actually happy to have because he could just zoom around Jump. and ca- capture footage from those versions yeah. w- uh, without having to actually work his way through the games again. Um, but yeah, it, it does. And I'm hoping that he does end up doing a series on that. So I can finally, uh, so I can finally not feel like I'm crazy thinking one looks better than You're the other crazy. side by side. I know I'm crazy anyway, but yeah, one, one of the things that I did like point. talking about is that he, he worked on that new game, RZ, the jewel of yeah. the spirit successor of Zelda CDI, which I, I really was excited about because I honestly I think that game looks like a lot of fun and they changed they actually have a lot of nods to the other CDI games and yes here's the kicker they made this one good I mean well I mean well that's what it looks like so it remains to be seen yeah it remains to be seen but John says it's good he he says that that it's 
got a lot and why would he lie stuff why would he lie like yeah, seriously he, he no, no if he says it's good it. yeah so i'm excited i i am but, and I mean, he was of course audi is behind too. that right audi is like the one yeah. making it happen right yeah so it's gonna be good i'm excited but yeah like but yeah no i'm super excited for it uh he, they said he i like the description he's like he said it's it's more like a monster world than a uh zelda cdi thing so oh right i'm not like that the gameplay portion like of it right of course, like it, yeah. it definitely has. It definitely has. Uh, they they definitely captured the the CDI Zelda animation style for sure. You know, I like it though. Yeah, it's yeah, a great aesthetic, exactly. and yeah, it means more YouTube poops for us. So I'm happy about that. As long as I can have people say like raunchy stuff using word cutting, I'm fine yeah. with that. It was such a weird. It was such a weird aesthetic as far as animation goes. Like everything was like thin black lines. You know. No, uh, it, it's just such a weird looking aesthetic, but again, it's so of that time. Um, it's cool though. I mean, it, it it created a generation of uh of fans and inspired an art style. So I mean, I can't really like as, as bad as it is. Like I'm just happy of what it does, and I'm glad that even bad games. Like I mean, even I'm hearing hype for uh, plumbers don't wear ties, which spoilers <laughs> uh, a certain somebody in the community has worked did work on that. Uh, I won't um, say who unless they want to talk about it in the chat. But Isaac yeah. Jamia says uh, would be nice to investigate more of that playable build of Shenmue on Sega Saturn. We're trying. We're playable trying. though. I mean, like it's it's not playable for us. I I don't think. Yeah, if we could, if anybody just get their hands on it, you know, then we could definitely we would definitely tear it apart for sure. Yeah, the playable know. builds never come Play out. We just have that yeah. video from the Xbox version. Exactly, which you know. Could the have been is even on Saturn. Yeah, it, it, yeah, exactly. So I don't know. It, it's it remains to be seen. Uh, SSG believes that it's out there. You know, I was talking to him, and he he spoke to somebody who claimed they had it. Um, um and uh, I mean, I believe that he probably saw something. I don't know. It's just uh, I think that I think it's like any of those things, like like uh, Sacred Pools or the you know, if you watch Hard for Games, you see they've got like Zelda. 64 space world stuff coming out that like all these years later it's out there mm -hmm. i'm sure somebody has it i'm sure of the many copies that were made because he made a cop he made a copy or went on record saying that he made a copy for everyone on the team um i don't think every single copy was destroyed there must be a copy out there it really just comes down to like can can anybody uh share that happened i mean they have they found player builds of uh, Conqueror 12 Tales, the yeah. original intention on the N64. There's another game. I think the... No, they released Dinosaur Planet. The demo for that got leaked out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, before it turned into Star Fox. Yeah, and then there's another one. I forgot. There's another rare one that they un unveiled or yeah. showed off on that's a playable state. Yeah. But, like, I mean, they're not probably going to release those ever, but... Considering it's, it's out there. Yeah. Considering how far they got, you know, with like, uh, you could see from the footage that they got all the way through, you know, the, the Kowloon. Sec. They got through Kowloon. They got through Bailu Village. That's like basically the first two games, right? And again, I don't know if those scenes are disjointed and not edited together or if they were just like working on different scenes, like kind of uh, non-linearly. It's possible that it's all like weird disjointed demos uh, strung together. But either way, I think that that's, that right there is like the white whale. That's the thing that Saturn fans want to see the most come to light, right? Well, that and Virtual yeah. Fighter 3. That and Virtual <laughs> Fighter 3. Well, but the thing is with Virtual Fighter 3, 
we have even less proof that that ever actually you know what i mean like we, i guess even, even the screenshots that are out there people say are fake that they're not yeah, actually I, we you may know? not actually have real screenshots of it but i mean didn't use suzuki himself say in interviews oh, at sure. the time right that, like they were working on it so yeah. i mean i think we have proof that it existed in some form at some point right just we've never like i'm not saying it doesn't exist i'm saying we don't we have yeah. even less to go off of with that whereas like there is definitely oh, yeah. something very tangible out there there is a tangible saturn shenmue out there that's just waiting to be unearthed uh, or shared by somebody I mean, who's sitting on virtual fighter 3 was completed for the saturn like it was ready to ship and right. sega of japan i don't know if the story is true but supposedly sega channel is like no we're about to launch the dreamcast with a port of virtual fighter 3 that we had genki do right uh, so we don't want that to compete with the saturn version mm -hmm. so yeah no we're not we're not going to ship your saturn version that you just spent months or years working on <laughs> <laughs> probably made you suzuki a little mad but oh yeah i bet that's... yeah but it, it's yeah. out there for sure like i mean all uh, puns intended that it's out there for people to play like it's out there there's no doubt yeah but yeah like i said there's a lot of options and a lot of things for people to try out, and i'm really excited for the notion of seeing these things in the wild mm -hmm. like i i think stuff will come like i mean there's stuff that we didn't think we'd ever see like um that's true the castlevania resurrection that came out that nobody thought that was possible yeah. Um, Dinosaur Planet. I'm trying to think. What, what was I mean, Sacred Pools. Like it was Sacred just Pools a couple pictures. Crazy. It was just a couple pictures. Whether or not you think it's a good game or not, like we never thought we would actually get it. You know, Although, I just you know, we didn't even know that we did have it because it was this under is that true. Uh, rebellion. Yeah. Name, rebellion, that different name. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, that so, was crazy too. Did we know? Yeah. So yeah, it's a, it's a. I don't know. What do you guys think is probably the craziest thing that that they found that you never expected them to find? like like demo wise for you guys well or like, like uh, well like you know like we for a while there okay so like maybe five years ago i would have been mm -hmm. really really impressed with sonic extreme being unearthed right mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. and i would say that i still like being able to play like the original demo would be great but the fact that the community has come in and kind of filled the void with working uh, approximations of that, you know, like, I mean, XL2 did an amazing job replicating the Metal Sonic battle. Yeah. And then Voxel did an amazing job uh, giving us, like, the closest thing to being able to play that demo at E396. Yeah. And well, so uh, didn't a lot of the art assets and the music assets actually exactly. leak the original ones. So, I mean, that is sort of yes. leaked out. Yeah. So he, he made it using Unreal and then ported it. Or I think that's what he's, no, I'm sorry. Uh, not Unreal. What's the, what's the engine? Uh, dang it. What's that uh, game? Unity. Unity. Yeah. So he built it in Unity, but he took all of the assets that were ripped, I guess, and leaked online from the original demo. Um, yeah. Which was a mate, which was made for PC. It was never play. I, I'm, well, I don't know. I'm unclear on whether that part was ever playable on the Saturn. Because what people played I, at E396 was just the Metal Sonic. Demo, right. The know. story goes that you know Sega Sonic Extreme was being made on a PC, and mm -hmm. they were like, "Well, we'll just port it to Saturn later." And then right. supposedly they did do that. But they found that it was running at less than 10 frames a second. It was like unplayably slow. Right. Uh, so, so arguably, then... what Voxel gave us is better than what we would have had. You know. Yeah. So, exactly. So yeah. I don't feel as much of an itch to to get that. You know, that's like basically that that itch has been satisfied. We basically got to see what it would be like to play Sonic Extreme on the Saturn, and I think we all agree that 
it's probably better that they didn't release it, right? You know, at least it, at least as it is, right? Because it doesn't. Because while it is a while it is an impressive tech demo, that's what it feels like, right? It feels like an unfinished vision, right? It feels kind of like a tech exactly. demo, but, right? Yeah, and but I mean, the I original would love them to finish it up though. Oh, the, sure. The devs even I think admitted like we know this needs. Yeah, I think there's like quotes out there from interviews saying like we know that this needs more TLC and and touch ups to make it. A, you know a retail yeah. product it's not a retail product yet they couldn't get it there scotty mo is scotty mo is absolutely 100 correct sonic world the little playground that you get in the sonic jam compilation the little playground that sonic team built that's a sonic game right there like that's green hill zone imagined yeah. in a imagined in a doable you know, it, it, it's doable. Like it's achievable. Yeah. It may not be, he may not run as fast as he does like in the Genesis, you know, blast processing versions or whatever, but it's doable. You could, you could, if you took the time using that engine, you could build out a Sonic game. That's fun mm-hmm. to play because the jumping and the platforming and the, you know, using tails to fly and all that stuff, it all worked. Right. Even yeah. they even had, mm-hmm. you even had the parts that were kind of like jumping flash where you would jump up and you would kind of, it would kind of, the camera would look down on a platform so that you could land yeah. on the platform successfully. It was better than yeah. croc. Like the platforming there was better than <laughs> croc, you know? So like they had the skeleton, I say of a, of a working Sonic game that looked cute and you pair that with the bonus stage from Sonic 3D Blast, where you're in the half pipe. Yeah. With you got yourself a Sonic game, you know. Just change the. Uh, obviously, you need like a chemical plant zone, and you need a, you know, like a scrap brain zone or whatever. But uh, essentially, you you have yourself a Sonic game that I think, uh, even even if somebody got their hands on something like that, nowadays, uh, uh, like. A homebrew developer could turn that into a Sonic game, but yeah. Well, we should probably move. Uh, oh yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Crow's Battle Action, uh, Best of Saturn, based on the manga, as uh, so many Japanese t- titles are. Crow's the Battle Action for Sega Saturn is a very late '97 Japan-only delight. Beat 'em up featuring super deformed characters. They feature solid gameplay coupled with totally awesome sprite visuals. Yeah, it looks really cute. This actually is another best of. I really like this game. I played a little bit. Yeah, it's I mean, fun. there aren't a whole lot of beat 'em ups like this on Saturn. I mean, arguably you have the uh, Dungeons and Dragons games. Um, you've got I don't know, Three Dirty Dwarves is kind of like a beat 'em up, but I mean, again, like the the type of beat 'em up that we had with like the Ninja Turtles and uh, Streets of Rage and stuff like that. So this is mm-hmm. in that vein, you know, well, very much. There's a Hot Blooded Family game too. Hot Blooded Family, yeah. So there are something. a few. There are a few, but it's like. Mm-hmm. Where you we would have a ton of two D fighters, you know, is like we wouldn't have nearly as many uh, scrolling beat 'em ups in this generation, at least on the Saturn, as we would mm-hmm. uh, back in the sixteen bit generation, where it was just well eight eight and sixteen bit generation that genre was just really popular. Um, yeah, and, and Peter wrote. I, I kind of uh, we we split it up here. Okay. Uh, above, above and below the, the screenshot here, he said uh, one or two players tackle the many levels in a game um, that really feels like something that came from the Turbo Graphics console. Mm. It isn't the goat beat 'em up, but it's pretty damn solid. Mm. Yeah, it's a, it's a. I mean, it, it's, it's not cheap though either, right? Like the actual game to buy. I don't if you know, want I've to never buy it. Up. Uh, look it up, Pat. I think it's not cheap. I, I think that Crow's Battle Action is like a pretty expensive game, so it's a definite burn for a lot of yep. folks. Two fifty three. Yeah. Oof. So I mean, that's not that's the worst, but <laughs> that's like a shmup. Yeah, it's like you know, 
because it's because that's the thing is that anytime that it actually looks good and and it plays good it's yeah, so expensive people Neketsu are gonna want to play it yeah thank you cerulean that's what it's called oh neketsu oyaku yeah oyako um okay oyako. yeah neketsu oyako okay uh radiant silver gun is coming to steam yes it sure is so yeah radiant silver gun which uh, had been ported to the xbox 360 back in 2011 and came to the switch last year mm -hmm. um people have been clamoring for it to come out on pc mm -hmm. and uh the developer has delivered um livewire of course is the company that handles it for treasure um on the switch and they're bringing it to the pc they even responded i found you know a tweet they responded to from a fan or something last year where the fan was like hey this would be sweet to put on the pc and they were and uh live is like yeah uh we hear you and we're considering it sure enough about a year later here we are so it's going to be out in a couple of weeks um there wasn't a a date listed on the store page and there were no official tweets from Livewire or Treasure acknowledging this release. Mm -hmm. um, there's just a store page on Steam, um, but Gamatsu, who maybe got a press release sent to them, I'm not sure, they reported that the release date's gonna be August 18th. So there you go, it's in, in a couple of weeks. Okay. Um, it looks like it has the same features as the Switch version. Right. Got online leaderboards, it's got the Ikaruga mode. Um, uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's got a few the, the cinematics. It's got, it does have a Saturn mode. Yeah. Um, although the Saturn mode you can't continue in for some reason, even though I think you can in the original Saturn game. So that's kind of poopy. Uh, they don't have a price listed on the Steam version on the Steam page, uh, but it did launch for the Switch last year at twenty dollars US. So Night, it's Tom. probably going to be that as well. Thanks Night, for joining Tom. us. Um. Those cinematics look really fresh. Like, are those from the 360 version? You think? I don't know. They look really nice. I bet. I bet uh, Trekkies could probably do a better job with Cinepack now <laughs> than they so did. What's with the? Uh, is the blur? Is yeah, that? Uh, is that in the game or is that a an artificial blur in the video? Oh, I didn't notice it's the like, blur. It's like a bloom, a bl blur. Sorry, bloom effect. Well, let me play it again. No. Yeah, because you could see in the beginning, right? Like, uh... I'll duck down. It looks like clean to me. It looks clean to me. Like when you uh, when, like when you go into the battles, like the no, it's the battles. Oh, you go, like, go like to tw the twenty minute mark, second mark. Okay, twenty second mark. Well, it's almost there. Like right yeah. here. Yeah, it looks very. It looks very blurry. Oh. And very blurry. Is that okay? Just yeah. Or? No, during yeah. the gameplay, it definitely looks. Well, it looks like it's been upresed. You know, like. It definitely looks like it's been upscaled and they've added some kind of like aliasing, anti-aliasing or I'm not something. not a huge fan of I that. mean, they, they did remake the game. It's not mm -hmm. just like the Saturn version or right. the arcade version yeah. running. This you is know, not in emulation. Like resolution. Right. You know, that, they I mean, they, they added a weird blo a bloom effect. I'm not sure I'm a fan of that. Hmm. Well, if anybody else sees it, let me know if you see that too, but I'm not a... Yeah, I mean, well, you, could that, see, you but... can kind of see it right here. In the uh, in the background yeah. assets, it kind of looks kind of cloudy. <laughs> Dan is like looking up. I see it. Yeah, yeah is it? Yeah, Maybe. there you go. <laughs> Silly. Okay. Uh, no. Yeah, I can kind of see what Pat's talking about. Um, yeah. But uh, I don't know that that bothers me so much. But you're right. It's it is different from the original. So, um, mm -hmm. that's awesome. I mean, it's a great game. 
I would argue that Ikaruga is or Ikaruga. I don't know how you say that. Uh, is Ikraga. the best? Yeah, Ikraga, uh, Ikaruga Ikraga, is no. the best, better game, Ikaruga. more balanced and stuff. But uh, but this is a great game uh, that folks should definitely play. And if uh, that's the only way that you can play it on Steam or on your Switch, definitely try it. Uh, it's Switch worth it, it. And it is translated into English, which is cool. And um, it, they do list uh, like efigs english mm -hmm. french italian mm -hmm. german and spanish on the page i'm not sure i don't i don't know for sure but i don't think the whole game is in all these different languages i think they just have like the menus and stuff right. in all those different languages and yeah. the game itself is like uh has mm -hmm. english subtitles with japanese dialogue yeah for being one of those games that has like a the words radiant silver gun are just you know ring legendary to a lot of people that you just think oh, okay that's a really pricey game there are a lot of people that don't like it there are a lot of people who are just like this is not for me because it's so unconventional in terms of a shmup you know uh the way that they just give you everything at once and then you have to like remember which buttons to press for certain things you know it's like you basically get all your power-ups right away and they're all mapped to different buttons and uh you kind of have to it's more about figuring out strategies to use them at the right times you know yeah learning and, um, which is a, tool to use it's brain points. acrobatics is what it is it's like brain acrobatics to to make sure that there's a that connection uh you have to play it a lot i always play it on monkey mode you know <laughs> and even then i need continues because it is crazy but it's a lot of fun i mean visually it's a treat and the music dun 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 Damn, Hitoshi Hitoshi Sakimoto, amazing soundtrack. I still think my favorite uh, my favorite soundtrack is the Stone Like when you fight the final boss. Oh yeah, yeah. It's one of my favorite songs. Cool. I got on vinyl too, so if you guys like that, go listen nice. on vinyl. Um, I went ahead and wrote this up because I definitely think folks should check it out. Um, we don't like we uh, aside from like the Sega guys and I don't know what else. We, we don't spend a ton of time promoting other podcasts on our podcast or whatever. We, I, I would, but it's not standard that we do that. But um, anytime somebody brings up something that I think is like adds collateral or adds information to our brain trust or whatever, like what it we, adds to the conversation, it adds to the conversation. Exactly. I think that it's worth it that folks should check it out. And um, Alex Smith of They Create Worlds uh, did that in releasing this two part series. Uh, well, they've actually released a lot of stuff uh, on the game, uh, video game on history Sega. and on the industry yeah. in general, Nintendo, Sega, uh, even NEC, which he all all, he calls neck in this. Like he, he refers to NEC as neck. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. What's um, that's different. It's different. Um, but anyway, I think it's just an inside joke on his part. But anyway, so two parter that goes into the history of um, Sega's conglomerate uh, parent corporation at uh, csk which is computer service mm -hmm. kabushiki kaisha and the series offers a well-researched and nuanced look at isao okawa the owner of csk and the subsidiary sega enterprises and the ultimate downfall of sega during the dreamcast era part one covers the origin of csk the major players involved okawa's bold move to pivot csk during uncertain times basically hiring a bunch of people uh, because his vision was it basically like computers are going to be huge everybody's going to need support i'm going to hire everybody that's available and applicable uh so that when the computers get here and and everybody needs support i'm going to be the only one with the workforce or like the the army of of it professionals that'll be able to service them i'll right. be in a good position he was always like very forward thinking you know Purchase of Sega from Gulf and Western. 
Um, and then the decade-long corporation transition from a U.S. company to a more traditional Japanese structure uh, of a company. Uh, and then Sega becoming publicly, publicly traded in Japan. And then part two um, covers uh, the circumstances leading to Okawa's direct control as CEO, uh, removing Nakayama, uh, basically just making him like a chair, uh, and basically um, bringing on uh, Irima Jiri uh, from Honda, uh, Okawa took direct control as CEO of Sega and the financial difficulties that resulted from Sega's internal money lending. So they were m lending money internally and reporting it one way on the ja on the Japanese side, but then on the U.S. side. So in Japan, they were reporting that internal money lending as asset, and in U.S. they, they were, were reporting it, it as debt. Sega of America. Exactly. They're, they're lending it to Sega of America and Sega of Europe, and Sega right. of America and Sega of Europe were using that. The, those loans as from like csk from budgets. the parent company yeah, yeah from we're their using own parent company right and they, they were... were considering them all the same pool of money sure. and so yeah like you said on the on the japanese side they they were considering these debts that they're these loans that they were giving no, out no, no, to their assets no the u.s well, was well, were yeah. considering it debt but on the on the on the japanese side nakayama or his right. underlings that's, were that's considering it as on assets japanese side yeah, yeah, they 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 considered the loans to be assets because they're like, well, this money's going to be paid back to us, right? And, and maybe with interest, I don't know, but uh, this money's going to be paid back for to to us. So this is all money that's positive on our books. Mm -hmm. um, but of course, the the companies under them that they owned, Sega of America, Sega of Europe, those were right. all debts for them. So really, the two numbers should have canceled themselves out and been zeros right. on the books. But in Japan, they were not. Uh, they were not recording it as such. So mm -hmm. when like the C level officers, when when uh, you know, um, when when they would check the books or get reports on how they're doing, they'd see all these mm -hmm. uh, assets and be like, "Oh, we're doing great. We're in the black." Yeah. You know. And then finally, when they made some changes in the mid '90s, right around the time that you know the the, the Saturn is yeah um, doing poorly, and and Tom Klinsky gets the boot, um, they start switching to more the consolidated accounting as they say in the podcast here mm -hmm. about you know okay well we're going to consider everyone's money including our subsidiaries as the same pool and that's when they realize oh we are actually in so much debt uh we're nowhere near in the black and so that's when you see you know the the line graphs of sega's profitability suddenly drop through the floor astronomically um, so, exactly yeah and it's really just because they started um, yeah doing their bookkeeping in a more sensible way. Right. <laughs> and now at that, at that time, he had already had a strained relationship with Nakayama because they disagreed on certain yeah. like fundamental things. Like they just fundamentally disagreed on the direction of the company. Um, yeah. Like they, there was a lot of disagreement actually. Like uh, Hideki Sato, of course, wanted to stick with uh, their their own manufacturers, NEC and Hitachi, you know, for the Dreamcast. Mm -hmm. Whereas like Iri Majiri really wanted to go with the Silicon Graphics, and they wanted to go with like U.S. Uh, manufacturer. And which he uh, was in charge of Sega of America at the time. So he it's was. Like, I guess he was in charge. He would want. But to go o with yeah, what his department was kind of gunning for. Exactly, and Okawa overruled him. You know, as the yeah. as like the final say, he's like, you know what? 
no, I'm gonna I'm gonna let his, Hideki Sato run this thing and go his. You know, he wants uh, something that's gonna be cheaper. Basically, it's gonna be powerful, but it's also gonna the Power VR was a really good uh, graphics set, um, and, it, and it's gonna be cheaper and it's gonna. But there was a shortage. You know, there was like this huge shortage of that chip that they didn't anticipate that ended up really biting him in the butt in terms of uh, when it came to launch launching the Dreamcast um, in Japan. In Japan, that is, yeah, absolutely, yeah. in Japan. And then, um, you know, Okawa, now that I listen to this, one thing makes really, really clear sense, and that's that he really did always have this dream. Okawa wasn't really interested in video games, okay? He wasn't really interested in video game hardware, unless it was a means to an end, basically. What Okawa was interested in is networking. He was in interested in communications, and that is clear all the way back uh, starting with the Genesis and the Mega Modem, or the Mega Drive and the Mega Modem, and then the yeah. and then the X Band stuff, uh, which they really wanted, you know, to bring and and uh, the Habitat, you know, and uh, the Nifty Serve and the Dragon's Dream and all that cross-platform stuff going on with PC and stuff, and then Fantasy Star Online, like at all times his vision for the company was to be like this huge network and even an isp internet service provider sega.com and uh you know that was really the push the dreamcast he saw as the machine that could get them there or at least the you know the platform that they could use to kind of get to where he wanted to go with the company was really was a network focused and internet focused company and uh you know, it's just crazy. So he he did end up coming up with this plan to well, he and uh, and the CEO that he put uh, what was the guy's name? Uh, How or it, it was the Chinese the yeah was it the Chinese um, uh, was financial Huang? officer was he like a CFO? Quang, yeah. yeah. I, I know I know you mean. Um, I I don't think he was the CFO. I mean, he may have been a CFO. I forget what the, the position the was that he firm. gave him. Yeah. Yeah, but, but he ended up giving him a, a high position in sega right um, and he kind of pushed him in this direction and they had the idea the... they had the idea to basically give dreamcasts away uh in, oh, yeah. in, in, for a subscription in, model for yeah. a subscription model yeah to get people signed up to this network which microsoft for two ended years. up doing with the xbox series exactly later. exactly yeah. so there's that you know that was basically like a contingency plan i guess you could say but he had dreamed to make the csk and sega more network focused and his plan contingencies mm -hmm. for potential failure of course he didn't plan on kicking the bucket uh he passed in yeah. 2001, and CSK shifted in financial services direction and ended up selling their RP. stake in Sega to Sammy, who then used this leverage to completely buy the company out a year later. Uh, and we can all shed a tear for that. Yeah. It's a good article. You can check it on the, yeah. on the site. It has links to the podcast, and... Uh... Probably a huge trip set aside some time on the table definitely well yep. they're not they weren't yep. that long well, they were like an hour and a half they're, each episode each was, was like, an yeah. hour and a half that's yeah. long to me i don't know yeah, well that's okay like, that's, that's like that's like a dedicated like a couple it's a length of like this podcast. sure yeah. yeah you got and yeah. and you can't be like i mean if you're doing dishes or laundry that's perfect but if you're trying to like listen to this while you're at work or something like that you're probably only going to catch every other thing you know so you you do kind of have to pay attention to, yeah what, you do need yeah. to focus in on it you don't have to take got, notes, but it's definitely like, you know, it's dense. Yeah, it's yeah. dense. And, uh, you know, Alex, uh, the, the format of their podcast really is there's two guys, but Alex Smith is really like 
he just basically presents all the information and every once in a while yeah every once in a while the other dude who i forget his name he chimes in with some color commentary or whatnot but uh and i believe he's the one who kind of does like the social media stuff for the for the cast um but essentially he he claims that his information is derived from rare primary sources including little studied trade publications personal papers collections and oral history interviews with designers and executives many of whom have never told their stories before he did uh say during the podcast that a lot of his stuff is machine translated so there, you know, whenever he mentions something is machine translated, you kind of have to take it with a grain of salt, uh, because uh, as we all know, machine translation is pretty good these days, mm-hmm. but it's not completely infallible, especially when it comes yeah. to Japanese and and context. Context is everything, um, and and there are little tiny, you know, uh, cultural differences that can definitely make the meaning well, change. I mean, those machine can, translators could just choose the completely wrong right. word for something because it doesn't understand the context. So right. Exactly. Yeah, you do need to kind of be careful with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we probably should uh, move yeah. on to the news because we're, uh, like, yeah. I think we have seven minutes left. against it. Let's, let's do it. This is all Dan. So just I'll scroll and you talk, Dan. All right. Uh, rapid fire. We've got a news roundup that I typed up, uh, as the show is about to start. Um, our first, a uh, smaller story here is that the main Mr. build got a little Saturn-related update, but it doesn't actually have any change for the end user just yet because it is code that changes um, something in the main Mr. build, but it won't actually do anything until the Saturn core is updated. So you got to think that's coming soon. Um, and the note that came with this uh, update was that it affects the Saturn audio it fixes the cd audio buffer reset Mm. and audio has been a serious issue for uh the saturn mr core um since it came out like last year or so uh so i think people are really happy to see that um the thing that the developer um sergey is working on now is the audio so that's cool cool um we'll keep an eye out for when that core gets updated uh, so the second update is that the Saturn BT has been delayed. That is the uh, dongle that lets you uh, play modern controllers over Bluetooth with uh, original Saturn consoles. Um, it was yeah, supposed to come out this past Twitter. week. Yeah, so, so I saw this on Twitter last night, and I yeah. was like, because Dan asked uh, if we should reach out, and I saw it's like, well, guess that answered the question. They tagged us in the no. video on there. This is the Saturn BT, Pat. This isn't a retro bit. Yeah, this no, is Saturn sorry. BT. That's the, the next one, my bad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the next one. So uh, Saturn BT, you can, it's like a, uh, some people in the community have made a dongle that you uh, play Bluetooth controllers on Saturn. Right. Um, like a PS4 controller, for example. Uh, and it, he showed off, uh, Humble Bazooka made the housing for this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and he showed off the packaging for it a week or two ago. Looked pretty cool. Um, it's supposed to come out this past week. Uh, but um, he put a post up on X, formerly known as Twitter, uh, this week that he's delaying it by a few weeks. There's apparently a component that isn't working the way it's supposed to, so he's got to replace it. Um, So I guess we're looking at probably closer to September before people will be able to buy those. So that's too bad, but, I mean, that's good. He caught the problem, and he's going to fix it. The dongle does work with Gex. I I could say you can have... Plenty Excellent. of Gex with this dongle. <laughs> <laughs> and, where the sun don't shine. 
So uh, the third, <laughs> moving right along, the third item we have here in our roundup is that Retrobit, <laughs> as uh, Pat was alluding to, has broken its silence on the Saturn controller that it's been working on for years now. They been working to try to get a a new controller that's wireless that has mm-hmm. analog sticks that will actually work and in analog mode with the Saturn, just like the original hardware. Um, they did show it off at uh, Portland Retro Gaming Expo last year, and uh, the and uh, Saturn Dave and Pat on either side of me here um, did go hands-on with it and wrote up an article of their impressions. Um, and they had some uh, you know good things and bad things to say about it. So the developers said they're going to be working on it. So um, this past week, they responded to someone who asked, hey, whatever happened to that thing? And uh, they said they've been carefully making tweaks to the design, and they will have more to share on it later this year. So it was supposed to come out uh, a few months ago originally, and uh, that obviously did not happen. So I guess, you know, we'll we'll hear more soon. I'll tell you what. As far as I'm concerned, they can take all the time they want. The more time they take, the better chances of us getting something that we're going to be happy with. As far as yeah, I yeah, so it's like almost, maybe rather than yeah, them yeah, just putting it out on a deadline and being like, oh, you get what you get. I'm hoping that they're taking this extra time to give us a really solid controller. Because right now, like I say, with the with the BT, Saturn BT and the M the eight bit Do M30, that's mm-hmm. a really good winning pair. I think Saturn. Uh, I think Pat agrees, right? Pat. Oh, did yeah, you get no, your really, BT yet? He sent uh, it. It's it's still in the. It, he sent me his shit tracking. It's coming Saturday, so. <laughs> okay, cool. All right, well, then you'll be, able, be able to. I'll tell be able us. to give it my thoughts on the next show. Excellent. Yeah, so, I mean, so they have, you know, they have that to compete with. And again, like, I know that it was really important for Retrobit to maintain the license, that it was really important for them to maintain the name and the logo and everything like that. But I have to be honest with you, I don't think that Saturn fans care as much about that as they do about having like a really solid device that like works Just really having well. It work. Like it yeah. looks great. It looks great, right? The design looks great. So whether or not they re- are able to retain the the, you know, brand licensing, I really don't care. Like I if if it means that there's extra funds to allocate towards making it awesome, I think I and everybody else would would prefer that, you know, because yeah, I have that. an original like, controller that has brand <laughs> licensing on it. I don't, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. like with with all the, the Bluetooth adapters, it's like you can really get anything with an analog pad and like have a good experience on it. And right. Have, right. If not equal to, I mean, you can even get the, the a switch controller connected with it. And at <laughs> right. that point, it's like, mm-hmm. why would I, uh, why would I go ahead and get the the retro bit one? That's basically a, a, a switch controller. Mm-hmm. It's almost more of a switch controller, right? It's almost more of a, an impulse buy thing to put into you know stores mm-hmm. that sell retro games yeah. and, and media and that sort of thing, mm-hmm. um, where people will be like, oh hey, you know this is a brand new controller for my Saturn. Awesome, it's mm-hmm. twenty five bucks or whatever. I'll pick it up. So and I think you know I think that's kind of one of the things they felt like they had over the competition was that they had the license, you know. Um, yeah. But it hasn't proven to be something that people care that much about, you know, when folks are raving over like the 8-bit Doe controllers and they, you know, even the, some folks really like the brawler control. Like, I, I find that people don't really mind if they don't have the license as long as the device itself is solid, you know, because yeah. again, at the end of the day, we could all just play with OEM controllers and then you have the license, right? You know? Yeah, I mean, some people might not have 
uh, OEM controllers, to be fair. True, you know, maybe to people be fair. just getting into Saturn. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think people are used to, at this point, buying, uh, you know, aftermarket, newly crafted controllers from mm-hmm. these third parties that work with retro yeah. gaming consoles. I mean, mm-hmm. just look at all the, the aftermarket N64 controllers that are mm-hmm. out there now. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and people just buy them. They, they understand Nintendo isn't making original controllers anymore. Sega isn't making original controllers anymore. So they're not, you know, just looking for that brand name and being like, okay, this is the only thing that I trust. James says, I can't stand the D-pad on the RetroBit Saturn pads. Uh, They are just so wobbly and loose. Now, for the record, the original Bluetooth pads, the D-pad was actually pretty terrible. Um, I heard a lot of people say that they would be playing a fighting game, they would go hard on it, and it would snap, actually. Like, the bottom table would snap. Mm -hmm. Uh, So then then there was the 2.4 gigahertz, the first revision of 2.4 gigahertz controllers, which were a little better. The one that I have, like the second revision, 2.4 gigahertz, is pretty good. They improve the shoulder buttons and they pr- improve the D-pad. Still yeah. not one-to-one. It's still not, like you could literally take an original D-pad out of, a, out of an old controller and put swap it in. It would feel better, you know, like, so it's, that's, mm-hmm. fabric, getting that plastic the same, like the exact same plastic and stuff, it's hard. And it, I would not go on record saying that it's exactly the same, but it's much better than the original one. For sure, and I'm really the one that we played with at at uh, at PRGE actually felt really good. All things considered, it did. I, and I just feel had another year to develop it since then. I feel so bad about that video though because Pat and I only really realized after the fact that w- we forgot to factor in the fact that we were playing on that stupid LCD tablet and we were yeah. using some kind of like uh, pound cable, <laughs> you know, yeah. going into it. And I wasn't even thinking about that when I was like demonstrating the, uh, the, you know, the circles that the you lag. do with knights. Yeah. I was like yeah. demonstrating the lag and I wasn't thinking, Oh yeah. Like there are so many points of failure in this chain. Like, uh, it, it, it's it wasn't a fair comparison. We need to just test it with like composite and a and a freaking CRT, CRT. You know exactly. Yeah. Maybe we can. Uh, okay, so should I, yes. should I move on to the last item? Yes. Here? Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, so the last uh, news roundup item we Ooh. have here is that Peter Moore, <laughs> Peter Moore blames the Saturn for the Dreamcast failure. Um, so IGN put up a story um, on Monday, uh, and it was headlined. Uh, how Dreamcast killed Sega's hardware reign, which right. is quite the headline. Um, so they kind of retell the story of of the Dreamcast failure. Um, you know, great, we needed that again. And so Peter Moore, who of course used to be the COO and president of Sega of America for much of the Dreamcast's short lifespan, and we love um, him. He did a great he, job. Yeah, <laughs> he uh, he's replied to IGN's story right. on. Uh, the social media app X, and he said that the financial trauma caused by the Saturn debacle um, is what led to the downfall of Sega's hardware reign. Right. Um, so I guess he's trying to pass the blame away from the Dreamcast's uh, performance, and you know, because he presided over that, and and pass the buck onto the hardware that happened before he got there. Right. The Saturn, which. Um, you know, and he also went on to say, sad to reflect, even 24 years later, what might have been for the Dreamcast. We were truly taking gamers where gaming was going. Which, you know, honestly, that kind of echoes uh, what we were hearing in the They Create Worlds podcast. Where, they you know, mentioned they, they the really word Saturn the debacle, too. They use that word Saturn debacle, too. I'm like... Stop that! Yeah. Like so yeah. you're, you're shooting the wrong, you're shooting the wrong <laughs> console. Yeah, and we know from the, the 
we know from the leaked brand review documents right. from last month that you know there were a lot more factors than just the mm -hmm. Saturn didn't do well, the Saturn didn't sell well. Well, you know they also were sitting on millions and millions of dollars of unsold Genesis mm -hmm. and 32x stock consoles right. and yes. and games and peripherals. Saturn, of, Saturn know, and they were dumping yeah. money into games that never came out, like Sacred yeah. Pools. Um, you know, or, or the NFL microprose game that never came out. So right. they had, they had they did a lot of things to screw themselves with the money, um, and and of course the podcast was talking about how they yep. uh, were counting debt as assets on the Japanese side. So they yeah. they weren't even making good decisions in the they Japanese side. They got ninety nine problems, but the Saturn ain't one. I'm telling you, like yeah. seriously, well, the Saturn was one, but <laughs> only one. Not, no, not the, the, the Saturn no, was the one, best yeah. selling console in Japan. The Saturn right. was amazing. The Saturn wasn't responsible for how terrible <laughs> they mismanaged the company in the West. You know, it was mm. it, it, seriously. You cannot it, it, if you just remove the Saturn uh, from the convert. If you just like take it for what it is as a as a machine. You know, like there's nothing wrong with it. It plays great games. Yeah. It, the marketing sucked. The, the 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 timeline sucked. The fact that they wouldn't listen to Japan and launch it when they wanted to sucked. Like. So many things were mismanaged about this. I know James will agree with me on this, right? But the Saturn is not the Saturn itself. The machine is not not really the problem, you know. Um, yeah, sure, people like even John. When we were talking to John, like you, you could talk about like the memory bus contention or whatever, all that garbage. But at the end of the day, like people like Yu Suzuki and even Lobotomy and stuff like that can make great games on this thing. What they need mm -hmm. is time and support, which they didn't get. And that's not really the hardware's fault. That's like all of the, that's like them not being able to do that because they've got their hand in too many other pies or they got their fingers exactly. in too many other holes in the dam. You know, how like, much, how, how much more money could they put into marketing the Saturn and making it a, a bigger success? It's not the amount of money. Dividing it's, their marketing money yeah. among the Pico and the Genesis and, you know, all the game gear years after it's been relevant. It's not how much money they spent. It's how they spent the money, I think. Well, that's what I'm saying. They could have put their marketing money all into the Saturn, their right. current-gen console, rather than putting into all these other things. And they really could have focused on ad ads that would have actually resonated with kids instead, yeah. of all, instead of all that weird, you know, 90s... The weird shit. Weird. It was weird. Try, try hard comedy stuff. It's trying all to be weird like, and yes. strange funny. Again, on the yeah. record, we all love it now. Ironically, we all, I mean, it's like, it's memorable. It's funny. It's cringy. It, it's great for memes. Creamy 3D graphics, right? But uh, but at the end of the day, like, how many Saturns did that sell? Obviously yeah, not a lot, you know? Or to none. But they had killer advertising in Japan, where the Saturn was the number one, I mean, for contender on the 32-bit for a while, you know? And then, of course, mm -hmm. we know the story, you know, that Sony put out... Uh, you know, Sony caught up with uh, Final Fantasy because they really, really yeah. focused on heavily on those RPGs, which were insanely popular in Japan. And uh, that was that that was a console seller, honestly. Final Fantasy, um, mm -hmm. that was huge for Nintendo losing that franchise. Honestly, that's the yeah, other yeah. thing. Nintendo really, I mean, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't like they weren't hurting either during that time. Nintendo, yeah. definitely was a th a third, if not second, right. really, only because. Of the Saturn, it just was not yeah. doing well. Yeah, the 32X. Yeah. Niels Henderson says the 32X has a lot to answer for. For years in in the Discord, uh, Trekkies has been like railing on the on the 32X and saying, "No, like 
you really can't understate just how much they shouldn't have released that console. And I've always been kind of like, uh, you know, it sucked, and yeah, they shouldn't release it, but it, it wasn't that big of a deal. And boy, was I wrong. Like, seriously. <laughs> the 32X and the Nomad never should have happened. Yeah. Uh, I, I know Dan uh, from Sega Guys believes that the Nomad should have happened, that, that it's the Game Gear that shouldn't have happened, and the Nomad should have been the one that they that they ended up putting out as like a you know a handheld version of the last system you know that it would have sold well i think that's one theory that kind of works but again under the circumstances they shouldn't have released it under the the actual circumstances it never should have been released it's just another thing that they had to spend money on development and resources teams to make games for it and then advertising and all that crap and it just was like Mm -hmm. flushing money down the toilet Nomad yep. for Father's Day. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's funny. All right. Well, that's that. Thank you, Dan, for doing another you, quick Dan roundup. Thank you. And you managed to even get a little thumbnail there. So I appreciate <laughs> it. Pitiful as it is. <laughs> you guys don't realize, oh, though, no, how man. impressive that is, considering he was doing it all at the very last minute. Um, yeah. <laughs> Did that in 60 seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell me about it. Okay, so... Any other last-minute uh, thoughts maybe. on any of the news that we talked about? Go check out... Uh, definitely download Cool Cool Tune. It is available uh, on Derek's GitHub. Uh, definitely check out the Editor's Corner with John Linneman. It's a fun, enjoyable cast. It's lighthearted and, and kind of doesn't take itself too seriously. You get to see a more casual, laid-back version of John. Uh, he's usually like really, really techy. Uh, well, he was on this cast, too, but... Uh, play Crows, a battle action for Sega Saturn. It's a good game. Uh, just don't spend $250 on it unless, no. of course, you want to, and then you can do that. Uh, Radiant Silver Gun is coming on Steam, so take a look for that. Uh, if you haven't Wish played the game, it. you really need to play the game one way or another. You know, burn yourself a copy or play it on an ODE, but you can also play it on Steam soon. And then uh, take a look at this uh, Sega and CSK uh, podcast. I highly recommend it. I, I actually do. I, I was I was entertained the whole time. I found it really yeah, an too. interesting insight. They and then of course, worlds. yeah, keep an eye out for more Mister Updates. Uh, Dan's pretty much on lock for Mister Updates. So anytime one comes out, he he'll get you covered. Saturn BT is still in the server. <laughs> Saturn BT is coming, and it is worth it. I promise you, it is worth it uh, every penny. So definitely keep an eye out for that, even though it's delayed. Um, mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then other stuff that we can continue to speculate on. If you join our Discord community, we can talk about Peter Moore behind yeah. his back. Speaking <laughs> of talking behind the back, there's actually one way you could do that while not being right. pu- visible to the public, and that's How's joining that? our Patreon. That's right. Where you can actually have a, pr- a private access, access to uh, all of us in a general Shiro Insider channel. And you mm-hmm. get also great other benefits, too, like you get shout out at the end of the show, like, uh, like right now. Uh, showing out a murder of crows, Emerald Nova, Johannes Fetz, Nate Lawrence, Blue Moon 95, Cerulean, Chris Piper, uh, Chris 1997X, Daniel Fredrickson, David Zaney, Derek, aka A Team, Patrick Frenotaku, Jim Clasherank, Justin, Momphis, Norma Guy, Nutrageous, Robert Ramsey, Rowan Disht, Sega Steve, Stoneman, Tanuki Trev, Theron Brown, and Young Money Swee. If you back up the ten dollar and up level, we'll shout you out on the show and say how awesome you are. And on top of that, you get bonuses like uh, early access to uh, 
early access to uh, podcasts. You get early mm-hmm. access to all all of them. Uh, you get early. You get um, early access to the Pandemonium videos, and you also get the beta fan translations by Malenko. So you get. Uh, currently, we have Ter- Terra Fantastica, and we also have uh, Super Bomberman Fight that's in beta beta testing. So if you want to try that out, you can go download them now. Right. That's not a paywall. That's just early access, right? Because these things will yeah, be uh, will released to the public. Yeah. So you just you'll yeah. get early access to betas, um, which is a fun little perk, and we thank those guys for donating that to, for that uh, that reward. I guess you know, that's great. Um, yeah. What every, else? Every so they can buy merch. Every time I say yeah, yeah. Um, Moose Tracks, Every time I hear that name, I think of that that dumb ICP song. It's like that great Malenko song. So. Yeah. You can buy some merch. What you can merch buy we merch. Have, uh, well, uh, nothing new, but it is new that it is. We have merch available here on YouTube, so through Spring. So if you're watching this video, I don't know if it works on a phone, but if you're on a computer or if you look at any of our other videos, you should be able to access some of our merch uh, from our Spring shop. Yeah, I don't um, see it during the live stream here, but I know oh, yeah, when I know. you click on a like a video on demand, you know, just a regular YouTube video. Uh, on our channel you'll see it right below the video um some t-shirts and stuff that you can buy so that's pretty cool james wants an i got 99 problems but the saturnate one (laughs) shirt oh my god Uh, i I just want to get i might get sued over actually using (laughs) what were we gonna say i want to give an anti shout out to youtube i hate how the law i hate how the login button is right next to the sign or the switch account button is right next to the sign out button. Oh, so yeah, I have yeah. to re log into all of my accounts again because I actually hit sign out. Oh, that's basically confirmation. And I have like six accounts. So, yes. thank you, thank you, YouTube, for not uh, yeah. for fixing that. So, thank you very much. I really, oh my god, really love that when I have to log into all my accounts over and over again because of that. So, because of that, uh, massive shout outs. And uh, oh, a bunch of two factors too. So, yep, there you go. Phone spam. All the two factors. Um, that said. You can uh, come see us at PRGE if you happen to be near uh, the Portland, Oregon area. I don't know if you're in Seattle or if you're uh, in any kind of neighboring state or if you just want to fly out and see us. That would be great. But uh, we would love to see you guys. We'll see. uh, We're going to see a couple folks uh, from the Saturn community in addition to Seven Shades, uh, developer extraordinaire of CubeCat. Uh, We're going to hang with him. And uh, yeah, we're Captain Hodden. We are going to be at PRGE. We are not running the Saturn Lounge this year, but we. It sounds like we will have a table. We'll be able to do like meet and greet and hang out with folks, and maybe we'll go out to dinner one night or something like that. Uh, we definitely do group uh, hang out. Yeah, definitely just want to you know have fun and uh, and uh, we're gonna have a panel there. So I think we're gonna be talking about uh, translations, like notable translations and homebrew uh, which is a lot it seemed cool. like it was the most popular segment of our of our uh talk last year which is like reasons to own a saturn in 2023 i think this time we'll really delve deep into like all the different translations and homebrew that folks can uh, enjoy so that'll be fun because nice. believe it or not as much as we take it for granted here the the <laughs> same i don't know 300 500 mm-hmm. people that watch the shiro show on a weekly basis you guys are definitely like plugged in there are a ton of people out there that are just kind of like passing pa- passing, passing glancers fancy. and they're just like i like saturn i know about Saturn, i like i love it but i don't know like there's all this great stuff for it they don't know so i i often take that for granted because i you know eat sleep and breathe saturn but there's a lot of people out there that don't realize there's tons of like great english translations out there so that's part of what we're going to do 
is bring that information to folks. And yeah, um, I believe we're going to be partnering with Sega Steve, who is right here yeah. in the chat. He's gonna... graciously allows some table space at his table, yeah. which is appropriate. I want to be a, I want to be a table buddy with him because I like Sega Steve a lot. Right, and he's he has all that things. great merchandise. I'm going to be like, yoink. No, I'm just yeah, kidding. we're going to get first dibs, so hopefully first you guys dibs. don't want anything. Yes. But yeah, no. so you guys said that we'd love to come, that love to have us at a UK retro convention. Um, if that you would get be us insane. an invite to it, yeah. If you get, if you get us an invite to it or have some way where we could we could uh, go there, I will go there in a second. I'll get my passport ready and yeah. we will be on a plane to the UK. We just need to know the info and like just hit us up because I want to vi- I want to visit countries. I already yeah. got invited to Germany. I want at Gamescom. I really want to do some European ones. So, I thought you were going to go this year. I thought you were going to go to Gamescom this year. I guess that fell through. But you tight. definitely you need to plan. You need to like nail it down for next year so that you are there. And then I you will. can have like Monfus and you can have uh, you know Xenos uh, uh, kind of like be your wingman there. You know and promote their stuff. You know. I, I, I was going to tell. I was going to say that. Uh, I was. Gonna, I was joking with them. I was like, if I were there, I would literally only speak German the entire time. <laughs> I'm until sure somebody taught me to speak English. So it's like. Unless I said I don't speak German, I'm only going to speak German there. So I have a, a lot we, of fun. I have a really a close challenge. family friend that lives in Edinburgh, and we are like due. We're overdue for a trip to Edinburgh to visit them and their new baby. So like I, I might actually, and I asked the wife. I was like, we need to book a trip to the UK so that we can see them. And then I, there's a bunch of other people from the junkyard and uh from sega guys and stuff like that that i want to yeah, see let me know if, when you're doing that i'll sync it up and that way i can i won't i mean obviously i won't go see the baby with well, you that would be, be rad weird, though but, yeah no if like, you could like do that that would be rad we and we do tour stuff together like we like go see like all the go to the sex shops there yeah or sorry the, the gex shops the sex shops oh my god without the context for that yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be like, yeah, just go to the sex shop with me and Dave. We're gonna have a good time. Yeah, just us dudes being dudes. But no, uh, I think it'd be a lot of fun, especially if we do it around a, a con. Whereas yeah, if we go to the con, we can check it, have a reason to go there. So, uh, hit us up. Australia would be cool. Australia con, invite us. We'll go. Like, I'll go anywhere you guys want. Like, as long as you invite, uh, let us know. We'll uh, we'll do some stuff. We'll have some fun. I wanna, yes. I wanna go to cons over the seas. I've done. Inter- I've done uh, Nash- uh, local. I want to go some international ones. I'm actually going to see uh, Sega RPG fan is coming mm-hmm. to San Diego soon. And we're really? going to get a beer or something like that together. Yeah, I'm down. I don't think that's... I'm not telling you where he's staying or anything like that. So I'm not like completely In doxing house, him. Apparently. No, but I'm really excited. I- I'm-, I'm really excited to to meet him. You know, it's going to be fun. Catch a beer. Get a beer to be fun. But yeah, like I said, uh, hit us up, guys. If you guys want us to go to a con... Uh, somehow invite us have people mass like re- request us and we will go to it like yeah was, i'll try my best Re- retro world was on the retro world cerulean was like i was supposed to go we were supposed to go and then i just kind of like backed out because plane tickets were a very expensive and they were also like nine hours it's like a nine hour flight that or even more it with with layovers you know so it just it, it it was just that's that's gonna be exhausting for me. With, with Portland, it's like a three hour flight, and um, that's much more doable. And if anything happens yeah. or there's an emergency, I can like get on a plane and fly back really quick. And you know my uh, so I don't know. Um, he, said, he said he said oil is gonna be in April. Uh, hit us up in the DMs. We'll work we'll work that out. Because yeah. I think Dave and I would love to be at a UK one. And I'd I want to do the UK. So um so Game on Expo. 
in yeah. Arizona, Arizona is next week. Next week. And yep. that's not something I'm going to be able to go to this year, but I think I want to make it happen next year because um, I want. Less, I'll talk I'll to John come, about it. I'll come to Game on Expo. Maybe I'll just drive, right? You know, because it's Arizona. You I'll stay drive. In my house too. I could drive to Game on Expo next year if if we plan ahead, and you could come to the SoCal Gaming Expo uh, in. Uh, I'll be down. Yeah, because that's the big one that um, I, I believe the Pixel Game Squad bought that expo. I believe. And uh, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty good expo, you know. Um, I, as, I, as I far definitely as... be down, yeah. Like I said, yeah. Uh, we'll do a swap. You stay at my house, I stay at yours. That works. That works, could, you okay. could you could you could sleep on the green screen couch. I, I, I'd be down for the green screen couch. <laughs> there you go. I, I don't know how comfy I'd be in the garage, but we'll, you probably we'll wouldn't know. <laughs> oh well, I'm I mean, sure we could. Just give me a floor. Yeah. Give me somewhere on the floor, and we're good. Yeah. Um, but anyway, this is. This is all stuff we could talk about off air. Yeah, we're, we're, we, we need to talk off air about that. But yeah, uh, I think that's about it. Uh, did you guys have anything else before we head out? Just uh, nope, I'm hungry. That's all I got. Dan's <laughs> hungry. Bunny made dinner, I think, and uh, we need and I need to go get some pizza. So uh, right, this is Saturday, Saturday, Trainoco and Danthrax reminding you that you absolutely must play Sega Saturn. If you don't, yes, there will be repercussions. And Saturn was not the issue. We've got no. 99 problems, but the Saturn is not one of them. Until next time, catch you later. Bye.